How's it going, everybody? You are listening to the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and on today's show, we have got early 20th century poet E.E. E. Cummings and American rapper and former Beastie Boy MCA. And if you like the show, uh, do yourself a favor and check out the performers either at the Friday night show at the Magnet Theater every Friday, or you can check out Pat May plays video games and does improv at the same time. That's a live show at the Magnet and also a super dope YouTube channel that is blowing up. So check out both those things. Uh, I, you can check out all my stuff at jaredparentstein.com. Latest updates on upcoming projects and live shows. You can also listen to the freshest episodes of Famous Dead People every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. You can hit us up at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. You can buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now and it is hilarious. And, you know, show the podcast a little love. Rate, subscribe, tell your friends, leave a comment, etc., etc. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy MCA and E.E. Cummings, two poets in their own right, only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Time to start the show. Famous dead people. People you know. Famous dead people. Famous stories stuck in the head. My guests today on Famous Dead People are early 20th century poet, painter, and playwright, famous for idiosyncratic syntax and use of lowercase letters, Edward Estlin Cummings, aka E.E. Cummings. <laughs> and American rapper, songwriter, and founding member of the hip-hop group The Beastie Boys, Adam Yauch, a.k.a. Nathaniel Hornblower, a.k.a. MCA. Hip-hop, more like hip-high. Uh, <laughs> MCA, E.E. E. Cummings, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. Thank you. Two poets, my friend, me. two poets. Two poets. I usually like to have uh, people in similar fields on the show, but... Uh, I didn't realize until later, I was like, well, rap is a kind of poetry. Thank you. You know, so you guys will have something that you can connect over, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I'm going to have I'm going to have so many connections going on today. Uh, uh, well, let's start so off with ready. you, uh, MCA. So Please do. as I mentioned in your intro, you are one third of the seminal hip hop trio, the Beastie Boys. One third, uh, with your friend. high school friends, Ad Rock and Mike D. You had so many incredible songs in your career. Uh, so What You Want, Paul Revere, Sabotage, Intergalactic. But I'd like to talk a little bit about what was probably your first major hit. You've Got to Fight for Your Right to Party. Yeah. In which the Beastie Boys describe the hardships of being young, things that suck about being young, and how you should party in response to those hardships. For example, quote, living at home is such a drag. Your mom threw away your best porno mag. You've mm-hmm. got to fight for your right to party. Yeah, and I remember throwing a lot of porno parties back in that day. Oh, wait, you're saying that, like, and what the, the parties that you're talking about were specifically porno parties? Yeah, we just, like, traded what pornos we had. Oh, okay. And uh, usually you would, like, trade school lunch money for, mm-hmm. like, a porno, or maybe you would trade, like, a favor. Okay. Like, or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, I just always assumed that those were sort of, like, two separate thoughts. Like, yeah. it sucks when your mom throws away your best porno mag. And so we should do generic partying, you know, like jumping around, listening to music. No, the Beastie drinking, Boys were always porno hooking party. Up. No, oh, no, no, porno no. party. We were only porno party. Par- that. We were only porno potty people is what I want. Porno party people. Potty. Potty. Porno potty? Porno potty. Yeah, we were only porno potty people. What do you mean by porno potty? 
if you're going to the bathroom, mm-hmm. make sure you got a porno on yourself um, so that you know what it looks like down there <laughs> and what could happen. So if you're using I'm sorry. So you're saying you use the porno to yeah. inspect your own to know what it's genitals, like yeah. so you know if your genitals are okay. Yeah, and then you also <laughs> it gives it clues you in as to what you should be doing when you go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you that, go there. That and I'm not. I don't. I don't 100 agree with that. Don't MCA. you like? Because if yeah. you are trying to go to the bathroom, first of all, yeah. in a porno, yeah, you're gonna have. A probably erect penis, right? It helps. It's, I find no, that it no helps. it's not. It no, helps. It's, it's, it's opposite. It doesn't help I to have a hard helps. penis. I just need to know what everything looks like <laughs> and what it's supposed to look like. That, before that I can see. That I, yeah. I can see that being helpful because that's like you could stress out. Yeah. If you don't think your genitals are correct. Yeah. Why do you have to keep checking? Just to make sure everything's the way it's supposed to. E. E. Cummings, I'm figuring that like maybe something's happened to your genitals since the last time. And so yeah. you can be like, once my balls, and my dick were switched. Wait, what? One time my balls. No. MCA <laughs> of the Beastie Boys. You're saying that one time you went to the bathroom and you, you looked in the porno mag to make sure that your, your genitals were okay. Yeah. And then and your balls down and, and your penis yeah. had switched places. Switched places. So your balls were on the top yeah. and your penis was on the they bottom. They laughed at me. My Who laughed my, at you? My balls and my dick. They <laughs> laughed at me. And E. Cummings just shook his head no at me, and I said yes. E. E. Cummings, just because something hasn't happened to you doesn't mean that it's not possible to happen to somebody. Yeah, agreed. All right, yeah. Fine. (laughs) Fine, okay. Thank you, E. E. Cummings, for begrudgingly agreeing that this is a thing that could happen. It could happen. Wow. So obviously it, to me. it was such a good thing that you had the porno mag there so you knew yeah. like, okay, this is wrong. This or is one bad. time my belly button was my butthole. What? No. No? E.E. <laughs> <laughs> e. Cummings, I need you to be a little less judgmental. All right? MCA is is opening up with some physical issues that he's having and you're just sitting there saying no. Well. It's just it's, not conductive. It's not, <laughs> it's not helpful. But how, my, how would you know? How that your know? belly button is because they look the same. They look the same, but, but if I you have the porno, porno there, <laughs> one's a lot more wrinklier than the other, <laughs> and so you have to do that math really quick. And you're like, oh, these switched again. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if I if if I just look down and my butthole had switched with my butt with my buttonhole with my yeah. belly buttonhole, there you are. <laughs> but it didn't have the porno to reference it. I might not know the difference immediately. Yeah, it's true. You know, but mm. if you have the magazine there, then you can be like, wait a minute. It's like making sure everything's in the right place. And you know, the first, till I was like 13, uh, stuff would just fall, like I would just go to the bathroom, you know? And people would say, you have to go into the bathroom to do the bathroom. Mm. And I said, okay. And then I would do that and they said, you would still made a mess all over the floor. You have to stand (laughs) over the bowls full of water and do it. And I said, what are you talking about? (laughs) And then we figured it out. And then I was 27, finally started to get it to work, but then I had to check the porno potties mm. to make sure I wasn't um to make sure everything was okay. Yes, of course. I'm really glad we got to the bottom of that, you know? And uh so I wanted to ask you so so Me? let's let's yes, let's talk okay. about <laughs> sure. Let's talk about that song some more. All right. So okay. you as the Beastie Boys you're saying it's so important to have parties. Yeah. You know. Uh porno parties, porno potties. And porno potties, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um and so I'm wondering how that song came to version. Like was there an incident where you and the other Beastie Boys were either experiencing some of these things, like, you know, your mom threw away your best porno mag, or... Well, we would be fighting your for dad our right tried to, to take party. Your, your dad took away your cigarettes, and that's... Did a, my that's a dad lyric. took away my cigarettes? No, that's a lyric in the song, is, uh, 
Uh, you try to smoke and your dad says no way. Yeah. That hypocrite smokes two packs a day. Yeah. You what know, a piece of fucking shit. <laughs> and yeah. so like I'm asking like were these things that happened to you the Beastie Boys and you're like we got to write this down because nobody's talking about how hard it is to be a kid and how our right to party is being infringed it, upon. Yeah, it was you know we were fighting for our right to party, mm-hmm. but we were always fighting a about the types of parties that we wanted. We you mean like you were fighting each other? Yeah. So oh. I wanted porno potty. Of course. And porno party mm. parties. Porno party, porno potty parties. And um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Ad-Rock or Ad-Rock. Mike D. Motherfucker Ad-Rock. Ad-Rock. Wanted to do these parties where it was like hentai and like... <laughs> oh, um, wait, that's not... Um, just like, not like hentai specifically, but... Um, so uh, just like uh, a different kind of porn? Like he was... No, it wasn't porn. It wasn't say- porn. Do you mean, mean anime? Porn. Anime is what I wanted to say. So you confused. <laughs> I did. I had anime a with the porno version of I anime. Did. I fucked up. Look, <laughs> I I have been watching a little bit and I've been enjoying it, but I just watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and I really liked it. Mm. But he would want to do those types of parties, just like you want to have anime parties. You want to have anime parties? I said okay. no, no, no. And then the other guy and Mike D. Mike D. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that D stands for? What does it stand for? Uh, uh, ding dong, ding dong. Yeah, because he liked sweets. Because no, he, he liked... was a fucking idiot. Because he was an idiot, and you he didn't was like a it. Dumbass. Sounds like there was a lot of tension between you and the Beastie Boys. There were. He wanted to throw dumbass parties. Wait, what's a dumbass party? You just like pratfall. Oh, that's all those fucking parties. You act are. dumb. It's just people seeing how hard they can fall. Interesting. It was not interesting because <laughs> it's stupid people doing stupid shit. You know, I do have more questions about this song. Yeah. You've got a, a, a fight for your right to party, but I want to move over to E.E. E. Cummings for just a moment. Mm. Uh, and so, first of all, before we get into some of your life, you know, E.E. E. Cummings, you were born in Cambridge, Massachusetts in, I think it was 18... 18- 94, something like that. That sounds right. Uh, 1894. Did you ever have to fight for your right to party, E.E. E. Cummings? Uh, <laughs> I can't say that I fought like that. Oh, okay. You well, I mean, hard. It doesn't have to be like the kind of parties that MCA is talking about. It can be yeah. whatever kind of party you like. Well, uh, I had to fight for my right to be a poet. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, was it difficult? It was di- I, I, I don't know if you know. I'm from. Ha- I went to Harvard. You did go to Harvard. Yes, yeah. I did see them on the Wikipedia. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they would they would throw some crazy parties there. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, so Har- this is a Har- Harvard, early 1900s. Yeah. And things, it's just wild there. Like, what wild. are these parties like? There, the, everyone would get together mm-hmm. and they'd sit on the ground, in someone's room. Mm-hmm. All right. And then everyone would just pass around just a bottle of water. Oh my goodness! Yep, just a a canteen of water. Okay, <laughs> yeah. and they're and are they drinking this water out of the canteen? Yeah, everyone would drink from the same canteen. Oh my god, that's so dangerous! What if someone has a cold or something? Yeah, a lot of people got sick. Oh wow! But I didn't go to those parties. How, how come you didn't go to those parties? Because what? I wanted. To- I I wanted to be a poet. Oh, okay. So I had to fight against going to the parties. You had to fight for your right to not party. Yes. Wow. Wait a second. Mm -hmm. There's a connection here. What do you mean? Because I'm farting farting (laughs) for other people to not uh, party. Mm -hmm. And he is fighting to not party as well. Yeah. I would be farting to not party the parties that other people want. I just want to make sure that you know that you're saying farting instead of fighting. What's that? MCA? What, what are you intentionally saying farting instead of fighting? No, I'm wondering. saying fighting. Fighting, yes. Yeah, I'm saying okay. Fighting. So I would be farting uh, these hentai parties. I'm, I'm just sorry, saying... I'm sorry, anime parties. <laughs> and then I would also fart on these parties. I'm sorry that I'm also, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. 
So it's just that we have connections. Yeah, yeah, that's a really interesting connection. I don't want. To. And I mean, I think that uh, I think that um, you know there are certain things that you did while you were fighting for your right to party yeah. that I'm sure E.E. E. Cummings could have used or maybe did use when he was fighting to not party. Yeah, how did you fart to not party? Yeah, E.E. E. Cummings. How did you How did you manage to struggle against the party so you could do all your poetry? Yeah, how did you fart those parties? Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry? Oh, God. Um, how did I manage? How did you fight those parties? How did I fight those parties? Yeah. Um, by sequestering myself in oh, my room. If you hide, the parties can't find yes, you. Yes, I would lock myself in. People don't talk about that enough and how f- a lot of fighting is just hiding in places so that you don't fight the person that's trying to fight you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, my that's karate teacher heavy. told me that my greatest weapon against my enemy is running away. Really? That's what they teach you the first that's day. Very savvy. Uh, yeah. That makes sense if we go think about the Sabotage music video, but that's neither here nor there. Hmm? So I wanted to talk a little bit about your work, E.E. E. Mm, Cummings. Yeah. So some people might not be familiar with your poetry. I thought I would just read one of your poems and just to give people an idea of what it's like, um, because you also, you would you would put the words in interesting places on the page. Yep. So it was like a visual thing too. So I'm going to pause before the next line so people can hear like what this poem looks like in addition. And then if there's anything you want to tell us about the poem after I finish it, then go right ahead. Great, great. Okay. Uh, So this is one of E.E. Cummings' poems. It's spring and the goat-footed balloon man whistles far and we. And I should say that we Mm -hmm. has two E's, so it's not like us. It's like we, like fun. And E-E. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Oh, maybe it's that. You got it. Yeah, you know, obviously (laughs) it is the artist's prerogative to leave it to us to interpret their art. But is there anything that you'd like to tell us about this poem? Which, again, is, I'll read it again. It's spring and the goat-footed balloon man whistles far and we yeah okay so yes please elucidate us if, if you want i mean i was sitting outside on mm. the, on a bench okay and i saw the goat-footed balloon man the wait so there was a goat-footed balloon man was a real person yes oh interesting he had goat he, feet he had mm. goat feet he had goat feet mm. i and wonder then, if he ever took like a porno into the shower to see if his feet were no fucking problem. <laughs> you guys needed to know what actual naked people look like to figure out what you should look he like he could naked. look at anyone's feet to know that but, his feet were different but wouldn't yeah, people's feet be in off. shoes but we know sometimes we walk barefoot oh yeah oh i didn't know that about the early 1900s yeah. when his whole so he had two little goat feet like hooves correct? they were big goat feet <laughs> big goat feet <laughs> And, they weren't uh, tiny. What? <laughs> Why is that they weren't tiny? I don't know. Well, because little goat have tiny little feet. Yeah, if I, if I think about if I'm going to cut off a goat's foot and like surgically attach it to my foot, it's going to be significantly smaller than my foot. Well, it wasn't surgery. He grew them himself. So it's like a human-sized yeah. goat, goat foot. foot. Yeah. Gotcha. And I'm assuming that he was a balloon man because he made like balloon animals or he sold balloons no. to people. So why was he killed the balloon man? He had one balloon that he held on a string that oh, was his. He just liked his balloon. Yes. Gotcha. Oh, was, it, was it it? <laughs> what? It? It? The, the cl- killer clown that kills people. Uh, Pennyworth. Pennyworth? It. Yeah, Pennyworth. Pennyworth the killer clown from it. Uh, I, I mean, it's probably not because E.E. E. Cummings is here, you know, and oh, it did not kill him. You would have been fucking dead where you stood. Yeah. Really? You can really go to. So. Yeah, there's this, there's this character in Stephen King 
uh, book called It that's like a clown named Pennyworth that kills people. Oh god. And uh, it's not specific. It does it's not it doesn't sound that unlike this guy cuz he's mm. goat footed which mm. is like a demon thing. Demon mm. thing. You know, goat oh, man was he was nice. He was nice. He was nice. a nice man. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. I felt bad for him cuz he had large goat feet. I am assuming yeah the goat feet probably was a hindrance yeah. in his life. But when he came out you knew it was spring. <laughs> Wow, he only came out during spring. Yeah, was it like the flowers? What attracted him to spring? Um, yeah, I think he smelt spring. Mm. And so, so that... is that? Oh, so he smelt he smelt spring. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so is that why you would say we? Because you would see yeah. him and you would know it was spring. And Not then you... just me, everybody. Everybody would. See Everyone it. would run outside and <laughs> we. <laughs> and they're just spring we. is here. Wow, yes. I had no idea that poem was so literal. That's wonderful. I'm, all my poems were literal. Really? Yeah. Well, no, I have other abstract. other poems that I will definitely ask you about, <laughs> and we can get into that. Uh, so, um, I read that at Harvard, uh, where you—that's where you developed your interest in modern poetry, which mm-hmm. sort of did similar things to what you did. You know, ignoring conventional grammar and syntax. Um, what were some of the things that you were reading when you were at Harvard, like? What changes to normal grammar that w- that you were seeing poets do that was getting you excited about doing similar things that was really like catching your attention? Like what, what were the grammar things that were being thrown out the window? Well, um, the my professor at Harvard, um, he he was the one that's really started it, I think. Oh. He never got the credit for it, but he would always leave off the last letter of every word. Of every word. Every word in his poems. Gotcha. It made yeah. no sense. So if it was it, it would just be it. It. Yes. Okay. And if it was shoe, it would just be show. Yeah. Except you'd say it like shoe. You'd still say it like shoe. But how would you know? Yeah, exactly. You. That was the fun of it. <laughs> You'd have to finish it yourself. In, oh, interesting. Sounds frustrating, I gotta admit. Mm. It, was, it inspired me. Uh, so, if there was the word pool, for example, <laughs> he would take the L off, mm-hmm. and it would just say poo on the page. Yeah. Oh, no. And you'd have to guess. Oh, God. And if you read it as poo, mm-hmm. oh, what would that happen? on you. What would yeah. happen? <laughs> You'd be embarrassed. Oh, man. Because you just said poo out in public. You just said poo, and yeah. it was supposed to be pool yeah but you don't know it could be poot it could be poon it could be um could have been poot and poon. It, it could be poop guys do we want to start our poot and poon talk wait what our poot and poon talk what do you mean do we want to start our poop were and poon pooped? talk were you planning and on a... yeah what you were planning on having a poot and poon talk yeah i'd like to Okay. Our favorite poon and our favorite poots. Wait, is this something that you walked into? When I asked you to do this interview, MCA, yeah. were yeah. you like finally a chance where I can talk about poot and poon and poon? Yeah. And our fa- and my favorite kind. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, all I... the sweet poon I get and all the sweet poots I take. Yeah. All we're right. Not... Let's do it. Let's do it. So that's your favorite. That's what it's you wanted to say. Yeah. That's it. Putin and Putin. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's your favorite then. I right. didn't mean to super distract. But... No, no, that's okay. <laughs> I guess my favorite poon is consensual. Okay. Um, and my favorite poots are um, uh, uh, non-smelly. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. E.E. Uh, e. Cummings, what's your favorite poon and poot? My favorite poon <laughs> is myself. Sick. And e. my Cummings. favorite poot is by myself. Oh, Hell yeah. From, Hell the, yeah. from the mind of a poet. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're just joining us, wait, this wait, is... Wait, 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 wait. Ask me, ask me. I can't... I already asked you. What did I say? You said... Oh, you, I didn't say Your anything. favorite poon is a sweet poon I get all the time, and my favorite oh, poots fuck. are... I forget. Uh, Can you ask me again? Yeah, what's your... What's, uh, MCA, what are your favorite poots and poon? Both stinky. <laughs> 
No. No? You like if a fist you bump? are just no fist bump. If you were just, just if you just uh, if, if you were in the studio, you would have just seen E.E. E. Cummings just just deny MCA any kind of I a went fist for a pound and my hand got smacked to the ground. No pounds. If you're just joining us on this extremely mature episode of Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, my guests today are American rapper and founding member of the Beastie Boys MCA. Uh, hip hop, hip high, and early 20th century poet and playwright E.E. E. Cummings. Hip hop, hip high, hip hop, oh, yeah. hip high, indeed. See? Hey, we found uh, that. So let's uh, let's go back to MCA for just a moment. So I had one more question about you've got to fight for your right to party, um, and it has to do with the music video specifically. Okay. So one of the lyrics in the song is your mom busted in and said, "What's that noise?" Mm-hmm. And in the video, though, mm-hmm. you cast an old man who comes in and says, "What's that noise?" That's my mom. So wait, I'm sorry. So the old man was your mom. That's my mom. That man gave birth to me. It looked a lot like a man. And nope. you're saying that's a woman, or you're saying that's a man that gave birth to you? That is an elderly mother who gave birth to me. <laughs> so that's a woman. That's a woman. It looks yeah. a lot like a man. I- don't you dare. Didn't anybody else bring this up to you? Like your mom looked a lot like a man and maybe maybe we should get more of a mom looking thing. No one liked talking to me. Oh, yeah. There's all that tension between you and the Beastie uh, Boys. Yes. The other thing I have to mention, and this is kind of a good kept secret. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how to use the bathroom during this time. Wait, um, <laughs> This was still in the, the time when I wasn't sure how bathrooms worked. Gotcha. Gotcha. Which. I was prom king, just to be clear. Like, I was a cool kid. You were cool in high school. Yeah. Yeah. When no one knew, knew how to use the bathroom. Mm, oh, so this was a uh, like a like a statewide problem. Yeah. Okay. Because I was born in that place where no one knew how to use the bathroom. Uh, well, let's talk about that. You yeah. know, you were born in Brooklyn in 1964. Yep. No one knew how to use the bathroom. Uh, you went to Edward R. Moore High School. Yep. Not a single nobody knew how to, Nobody yeah. knew how to use the bathroom there. Wet the bed, wet the desk. Wet everything. Wet each other's mouths. Uh, you know, and this is where you start the Beastie Boys. And- <laughs> The band is not originally hip hop, though. It is right. originally a punk band. Yes. Uh, and I'm wondering how cool. was the punk version of the Beastie Boys different from what would eventually become the Beastie Boys? Like, were the songs similar? Do they have similar themes? Did you have a similar aesthetic? Like, the Beastie Boys had yeah. a hip hop aesthetic. Right. You know, did they originally have a punk aesthetic and a punk message? We uh, we were doing the punk thing because it was like really, really easy. Hmm. You know, like. Uh, you know, the Sex Pistols would, like, just smosh these songs together, even though they were, like, kind of noise. Mm. So we did a lot of that, you know? We just, like, made noises. And eventually we realized our favorite noises weren't coming from the instruments. Mm-hmm. And our favorite noises in terms of our voices was when the words sounded alike. Oh, okay. You know? So when you would sing a song and you would yeah. accidentally make words sound alike. Yeah. When the words sounded alike is when we liked it. That yeah. was the thing that you liked the most. Yeah, that's what we liked. Interesting. Kind of like what we're doing now. Okay. We're rhyming the same word. Uh, like and, and alike. Were there, other cool, gen- right? were there other genres that you guys moved through in between doing punk yeah. into hip hop? We did a, a really early, um, uh, 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 what is it called? Um, that one. <laughs> That one, like uh, <laughs> I'm really not sure what you're doing there. Like with is, the oh, dropping. is it like house music or techno or um, like um, jazz? Script, <laughs> not jazz. We did do jazz, but I'm not trying. That to was really jazz. close. That was really close. To you going? We used to do jazz. It's not. I, it, I think I know what you're talking about. It's like it's not house exactly, but it's like 
It's um, it's like dubstep. Dubstep. That's right. It's dead. So you guys did dubstep for a little bit. We did a little bit of dubstep. Huh. Uh, we did a little bit of uh, we would do the Titanic, um, theme song. Yeah, that was one of your versions of the Beastie Boys. Was just doing the yeah. Uh, my heart will go on from the movie Titanic, yeah. sung by Celine Dion. And we just tried to slow it down as much as possible. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I think the last genre we did before hip hop, yeah, was board games. <laughs> that we experimented in board games. You tried to make that into a musical genre. Yeah. How, it how was it? Yeah, what you said? It worked. Yeah, it worked. Oh. Can you can you tell me your most su- uh, successful song from when you were doing board game music? Uh, Mousetrap. Mousetrap. Yeah. That makes sense. Because that stupid uh, thing that you have to build throughout the game that no one ever made, mm-hmm. it actually that made a song. It makes a lot of noise. It makes a lot of noise. Can you sing it for us? Beep, pop, pop. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Squeak, squeak. I'm dead. Yeah, that, that's, that's it. Song. I liked it. Yeah, uh, I remember from when I played Mousetrap, that's what that sounded like. Yeah. When you, you would try to... my mouse. You capture the mouse. It uh, it breaks its neck in the little trap. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> You don't That's have to worry about I'm the dead. plastic mouse E. Cummings. It's, oh, it's oh, you know, plastic? It's, not, it's not a real mouse. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. we they added a thing to make the head reattach mm. after it got okay. its head cut off. That is some good yeah. board game manufacturing. Of course, sharp uh, knife to cut off that plastic head. But of course, you know, yeah. uh, let's go back over to E. Cummings for just a moment. So, as I mentioned before, you were born in Cambridge, Massachusetts, in 1894. Mm-hmm. I read that you wanted to be a poet from the age of eight. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yes. So, did you write any poetry around that time when you were eight, nine years old? I would. Uh, I would. Say poetry. I didn't know how to write. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Can you? I mean, you don't remember any of those poems. I remember one of them. Oh yeah. yeah. Can we hear it? Yeah, sure. Um, let me get ready. Mm-hmm. And go, alive, down, and jump. One, two, three. I see. <laughs> Stoop. The end. What a great poem. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I mean, it seems that was like a really good poem. It had your classic avant-garde textures yeah. that you would eventually develop. Yeah. You had it at such an early age. Can I ask a question? Yes, go MCA. Is when you said "Okay, go," was that you preparing yourself, or was that part of your? No, it was poem? not part of it. Okay, I was just a little curious. That's that what was... I actually would do with all my poems going forward. Mm. Whenever I was ready to go, I'd say, "Okay, go, go." Wait, so would you do that before you would say one of your poems? Would you write that in the beginning of all your poems? Mm-hmm. And then my editors would erase it. Oh, did you did you ever talk to them about that? Like, don't erase my okay, go. That's no, it. no, I expected it. Oh. But if like... they left it in, I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you missed an opportunity just to leave that in every single time. Yeah. Yeah, you really could yeah. have, I guess. It could have been my thing. Well, there was another yeah, thing cool. that they mentioned in your journal entries that you used to say a lot, mm. which was le bon dieu. Which was a um, uh, French for the good God. Mm. For so, for example, you would write in your journal, uh, "Bon Dieu, good God, mm-hmm. uh, may I someday do something truly great." Mm-hmm. And so, did you do? Uh, was Le Bon Dieu like part of your uh, po- poetic aesthetic the same way that "Okay, Go" would eventually become part of your part of your uh, poetic aesthetic? Yes, yeah, it was part of it, but it was also just my my religion, my mm. my French God. Well, you had a French god. Yes. 
so different than, say, like, uh, if I was a Christian living in America right now. Yeah. We would not have the same God as what no, you're saying. No, I Interesting. Had a French God. What was the difference between your French God and my French God? And my regular God, my American God? Uh, well, mine's French. <laughs> my God's from Brooklyn. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Represent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, were the was the religion basically just exactly the same but French? Yeah. And I never I never went to France. So mm. I liked to imagine a French god. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mm. And so did he look any different than an American god? He looked like French. Like a beret and yeah. like a baguette in his hand. A little stereotypical. As they're smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Uh maybe um Wait, I'm offended. Uh, are you offended, MCA? Nah, I'm lying. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so you, in your journal, you you would write these prayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, bon Dieu, may I do, when I someday do something truly great. Do you, Were there any other prayers that you would make in your journals? Like other things that you were asking for your French God to provide for you throughout your life? Yeah, I mean, it was all my successes and all of them came true. That's why Everything. I really believe in this French God. Because oh. every, every, I became very successful. Mm-hmm. I got ladies. Oh, you oh, got ladies? Yeah. Is that new poon? Yes. Wow. But like I said, my favorite poon is me. That's fair right. Enough, fair enough. So those you ladies know, are not going to come You're close. never going to get poon if you don't give yourself your poon. poon. Right? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because yeah. my shit, you know. <laughs> gets mixed up. I so I could you hate me? I said I hate. I didn't say you. E.E. Cummings, listen, I understand that there's a little tension between you and MCA, but... It's just, who, what is just, this? It's just, I'm... I'm, um, you, you, listen, you're from different generations. He you're said from... fart so many times. He yeah, did. I, I, and he insisted that we talk about his favorite Putin poon. And maybe that's not the, that maybe that's not the kind of conversation you want to be having. Um, yeah, we're both poets. Yeah, but we let, let's find our common ground here. Okay, e. all right. And we have gods. And we all have gods. We all have gods. Yeah, I mean, Usually that's a that's great... separate us, but it makes us together. That is a great mm. moment. That is a great uh, uh, theme, I guess, to end this, this mm. the, the break on, to go to break on. Mm. Uh, we, we do have to take a short break, so we'll be right back with E.E. E. Cummings and M- MCA, who I'm sure will be great friends by the end of the episode, uh, on Famous Dead People Stay With Us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts, rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends, all that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioForBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening. And now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are American rapper, songwriter, and founding member of the hip-hop group The Beastie Boys, Nathaniel Hornblower, a.k.a. MCA. Hip-hop, hip-hop. And early 20th century poet, painter, and playwright, famous for idiosyncratic syntax and the use of lowercase letters, Edward Estlin Cummings, a.k.a. E.E. E. Cummings. E. E. 
It's like uh, Mini Me, right? You guys remember Mini Me? I do remember <laughs> Mini Me. Now, I read on the Wikipedia MCA that you and the other Beastie Boys, you made your transition to hip hop because you had a song that was really popular in the sort of like local uh, music scene in Brooklyn, a song called Cookie Puss that was based on a prank call to the Carvel ice cream franchise. Is there any truth to that story at all? It is 100% true. Okay, so let's talk about that prank call. Was that something that you and the other Beastie Boys did? At first, we did a prank phone call. That was like something we did all the time. Mm. Uh, We were in the middle of farting each other. And I fighting each other, of course. Yeah, I said e. E. that. Cummings. I said farting on each other. Mm-hmm. E. E. If it's really bothering you, E.E. E. Cummings, maybe you just imagine he's saying fighting every time he says farting. All right. Would that help? Okay, I'll try. Yeah. So I don't know what you guys were talking about. I'm gonna get back to my story. Okay. So we were farting in each other's butts, <laughs> and we were, and then one of us took a mortal wound. Oh my god. Yeah. One of us took a big fart. Was it Mike D? Was it uh Mike D, the ding dong ding along, uh took a fart right to the chest. Oh my god. So his heart had like fart gas in it. Oh my god, that's so terrible. That's good. That could be fatal if you're not careful. Yeah. They, it was really dangerous. So I called nine one one, I screwed up the numbers and dialed Carvel accidentally. Okay. And they said Did uh, they have they had similar numbers, I'm guessing, at the time. No. <laughs> and so it was one was a seven digit number the other one was three letters was nine one one yeah three was, letters. was three letters yeah three letters. <laughs> one one nine which i dialed and then i got carvel mm-hmm. and so uh, so you like spelled it out on the keypad yeah i see like a smart person all right yeah i can see how that anyway i was trying to save my idiot friend from dying mm-hmm. so i accidentally called carvel and i said help my friend got farted in the chest he's going to die mm-hmm. and they said what on earth are you talking about <laughs> do you want a cookie puss and i said Shut the fuck up. My friend is dying of a fart to the chest, and I need you to get here and save his fucking life. And then we had a phone call that lasted about 45 minutes. Uh, Mike D died that night. Oh my God. Yeah, oh. he died that night. That's so weird because he's supposed to be still alive right different, now. Different, different. You just replaced your Mike just D. <gasps> You're going to find that every band member I've ever lived. Is a different. It's like Andrew uh, uh, WK. Andrew WK, yeah. Andrew WK. That is how it's not the original Andrew WK. It's sort of like if you if you're you go away for vacation and your goldfish dies and your parents just go yeah and get a different goldfish. Yeah, that is the biggest secret of all musicians is that oh there God. is no original musician. That person died. They have five other people die after that person. So we could be on the, like our like fifth Mick Jagger. We are on we're probably at least three Adam Levines in. Right? We're three wow. Adam Levines in. Oh we God. are on our twentieth Mick Jagger. Wow. There have been three Beyonces. Oh my God. Um, Each more powerful than the last. Sad, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing. She's gonna be. She's gonna take over the world. Wait. So after this forty-five minute phone call, where Mike D dies from being fighted in the chest. Fart. Yeah. And farted in the chest. He yeah. gets fight. Gas in I, his chest. Yeah, he got a butt in his, heart, in his nip, and then the butt went through the nip. Carvel, I guess they hang up on you after this forty-five minute yeah. long yeah. phone call. Yeah. And then one of you says, "I said, I think you were ad rock because you're the only two who are left alive at this point." Yeah. You say, "Hey guys, but got- keep in mind, by the end of the phone call, we replaced Mike D." Wow, so it's that easy to replace yeah. musicians? We it's it's so easy to oh, replace okay. musicians. So new Mike D there, yeah. and then who's like, "Wait a minute, that prank phone call." First of all, that was a prank phone call because we were on the phone with Carvel. 
So it was yeah. not our serious phone call. It was a prank phone call. Realization it, number one. Yes, but I, initially it was intended to be a 911 call about yes. my friend who got farted. Yes, that has been established. Yeah. And <laughs> second, <laughs> and second, they're like, not only was it a prank phone call, but it was a great song oh, too, yeah. right? Yeah. I have one question. Yes, I have please. many questions, but I'm just going to go for one. Okay. That's okay. They, they asked you... Do what? you want a cookie puss? <laughs> they did ask me if I want. That was the first thing they asked. What? I said, help my friend. Is that an item on the menu? Yeah, cookie puss. Yeah, cookie puss is a famous ice cream cake. It's an uh, ugly cartoon character, and his whole face is a cookie and a cake. So, but and an ice cream cake. But I mean, you called the corporate office of yes. of Carvel, yes, which of course. I'm assuming that they don't sell them to like individuals or deliver them. They You'd have to go to the store for that, right? Okay, they offered. I, they offered it. That was the first thing they offered. I was trying to save my dumbass friend's life. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they said was, I don't know what you're talking about. Do you want a cookie puss? Wow. Because I think at the time it was kind of risky to ask for a cookie puss. You mean like asking for drugs or something? No, because they had the word puss in it. So oh, right. Gross Interesting. People so, were really tender back then. What? So they would offer it. Because they, they just, felt comfortable saying yeah, what they had named. Yeah, they, but customers <laughs> didn't want to say the word puss. So yeah, they would say, "Can I come in here and can I get a cookie?" And they would go, "Yeah, here's your cookie." And they go, "No, oh, I, no, I wanted a cookie," and then they couldn't say puss. Yeah, it's like wow. buying condoms. You know what I mean? Oh or yeah, buying. You couldn't ones. buy a cookie puss if you knew anybody in the store, because then everyone would think, "Yeah, you know, wow, that guy's buying puss." Yeah, you know, and that's not something that we. That we're okay you got with. You put to be- death back then for doing that. Interesting. If you go to a store and ask for puss, you get uh, put to death. That's this is all very illuminating. I really want to move back over to E. Cummings. For just that was a Brooklyn back then. That was Brooklyn back then. Now Sorry. E. Cummings, you mentioned your French mm-hmm. god, yeah. um, and you said that you did not ever go to France. Mm-hmm. Now I have this question here about when you went to go fight during World War One. Oh. And the yeah. Wikipedia says that you spent a lot of time in France, and so I'm I'm just really hoping that you can tell us what the real story is. Because according to the Wikipedia, in 1971, you enlist in the ambulance corps in France, and due to an administrative mix-up, you actually weren't assigned an ambulance to ride with for five weeks. So you just got to hang out in Paris for five weeks during the war. Mm-hmm. Is any of that true? Mm-hmm. Did you not go to France at all? No. You didn't go to France. I didn't go to war. You didn't go to war. So what happened? Just hung out. You just hung out in Cambridge? Yep. Where you were from? Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yes. Yep. Okay. And so is there any reason why we would think that you went to France and hung out there a whole lot during World War I? Because I wanted, I really wanted to go. Mm -hmm. I I wanted people to think I went to war. Uh I want, and then I wanted a vacation in my fake war so i figured oh if i go on vacation i want to go to france because mm-hmm. i'll be closer to french god never did either and you never you never went were these prayers that you put in your journal like le bon dieu i'd love to go to france and fight in the war but also have a vacation so i'm brave but also i get to hang out in france and be close to you i never wrote if i wrote that then it, it would have happened true that's right yep. i never thought about it mm-hmm. i could have done that but it's all hindsight, you were, know. Were you hiding from people in Cambridge so that they would think that you were in France? Oh, yeah. Fighting the war? Yeah, I was always hidden. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. It's a, and it's a good way to fight, too, as we've established. Yeah. It's a good way to fight a war, to is to hide. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, now, Sorry according to the Wikipedia, that, uh, work out. you also mm-hmm. got arrested by the French <laughs> for things that you wrote in your letters home. 
And so did you write letters and then somehow get them sent to the place where you were? Oh, yes. Wow. Oh, man. I'm glad this is finally coming out. Yeah, get it off your chest. You're crying. Yeah, yeah. I feel so bad. Um, <laughs> but you're making, rede- you're making redemption and that's what counts. Yeah. So tell us the real story. Well, I just, um, for, I got in a little fight with my family. Mm-hmm. Farted on your and family. I, I farted on my family. Mm-hmm. And then, um, well, I was married at the time and then uh, I, I wanted to not be married anymore. Mm. This is the only thing I could think of. Was to say that to you were say going I was to going France. To war, say I was going to France, and then that that was it. And I just kept writing letters to them for forever. Wow. Yep. Wait, what do you mean forever? Did you ever reveal that you were here in Cambridge? Did you ever say, I'm back from the war, guys? Certain people I would let know. Oh, okay. And then other people, they think I could still be in France. Really? Yeah. Who With thinks your... that you're still fighting in France during World War One? Well, well, they probably think I'm like dead in France. Oh, yeah. okay. That they know I'm dead. I mean, there's always a war happening in France. Yeah. You yeah. think so, MCA? Nah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'm glad we said it at least. <laughs> oh. Wait, uh, does your wife, what does your wife know? Does she think you died in France? Or? Yeah, or, does she, or did you eventually say I'm back from the war wife? I sent her a little note, like a little... Like a little like, oh, I, I loved you. No. And then um, and I said, uh, I'm not I'm on France. You probably guessed it. She was smart. Mm. Um, it wasn't, we, we didn't have a terrible marriage. I was just like, I just, I wanted to be alone. Mm, I see that. Not, I a, that. not about her. I just like needed to be alone. And she's mm. like, you could have just told me. And then, you want a little space. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how to be direct other than in my poems. I see. It's kind of a classic dude thing to, if you need to break up with somebody, just start doing really ridiculous shit in hopes that the yeah. other person breaks up with you. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's sort of like a cowardly way to break up with someone. Just it be really so is. shitty yeah. that they want to break up with you. Yeah. yeah. I'm right? a coward. Is that, that's sort of like what you were doing at E. Cummings. Yeah. Or you kill her. Like, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, Wait, or, what? or you like murder your wife. Like, I feel like you Well, that's that not a cowardly times. thing to do. I well, mean, it's shitty. It is shitty. It's extremely shitty. Yeah. But I'm too scared to ever murder somebody. Uh, but since we mentioned your wife, let's mm. talk about your uh, your two marriages. Mm. Uh, so you were married twice. And I'm assuming that this woman that you're talking about during uh, during World War One that was your first wife then. Yeah, that was my first wife. Okay, so this was a woman named Elaine Orr. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you actually began having an affair with her when she was still married. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, hell yeah. And so this is before, I'm assuming this is before you said you were going to war. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And so uh, how, it doesn't say anything on the Wikipedia about, like, how you met or what was going on with her husband or anything. Well, her husband was a poet. Oh, he was too? a poet, too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, but my he, was, he did things in iambic pentameter. Okay. The hell is that? He is a Shakespearean way of writing sonnets. Iambic uh, is the, is like, did it? Like that? That's, that's an I am. And pentameter means five. So I am pentameter is da 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 Cool. Yeah. Cool. You know, as a poet yourself, MZA, I think you would know what iambic pentameter is. Cool. Yeah. I I knew it. Your mom threw away. I couldn't do it. Nope. Pretty close, right? You've got to fight for your right to party. That works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that works. Cool. That's amateur temperature. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You have to fight for my puberty. <laughs> That's what you said? No. Okay. All right. So 
Uh, I read on the Wikipedia that one of the ways, one of the, one of the things that you did when she was uh, still married mm-hmm. was you would write her erotic poetry. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember any of your erotic poetry? You want me to do one? I would love it if All you right. would do one of your erotic poems for us. All right. And then I want I want uh, MCA to, to wrap it. Ooh, oh, that's really? great. Like if we want to be friends, we'd have to do some sort of collaboration. Let's collaborate. Yeah, let's do e. it. Cummings and this guy. And MCA. I'll do MCA. I'll do one line at a time, okay. and then you'll do a little rap between each line. Sure. Does that sound good? Yeah, I'm sounding All right. Okay. All right. For, okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy. Slip into your shoes. Sexy slip and sh- slip into your shoes. That's great. Thanks. That's some good rapping. Like, okay, go. <laughs> then, hold me closer, husband. Gone. Hold me closer, husband. Gone. Beautiful. Man, Man, you're so good at rapping. You're also, you're really good at this. Too. You're so good at poetry, E. Cummings, at MCA. You're so good at rapping. Dude, we're masters of our class. Yeah. Masters Is there more? I don't want to interrupt. Is there more? Oh, yeah, there's cool. just one more line. Okay, please, go ahead. Please, but please. I just want you to know, MCA, that I'm feeling warm. I'm feeling <laughs> boiling hot. We're making art for the first time in years. Hell yeah. It Hell yeah. Really no nice. one in, in the world has made art in years. No this one's is made the first art. In years. All right, please finish the poem, AE Comics. Okay, go. <laughs> Then, find me. I'm hiding. Wee. Come, find me. I'm hiding. Wee. Oh my God! Such sick raps. We applaud ourselves. Such sick poetry and such sick raps. Oh my God! Classic. Now, I, I wanted to ask you. Uh, so, I have one of your erotic poems here. Oh. Uh, that I thought I could read, mm-hmm. and maybe we can get like your take on it. Yes. You know. <clears throat> okay. Oh, dude, get ready. Hmm. With that whistle, if you know what I mean. May I feel, said he. I'll squeal, said she. Just once, said he. It's fun, said she. I mean, it's, it's part of a longer poem, but that's like <laughs> yeah. one part of it. Yeah. Okay. And so that was a that was one of the poems that you wrote to Elaine Orr? Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Wow. What does that poem mean? It's our, it's our pillow talk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of lot of noises. Yeah, I like that line. I'll squeal, said she. Yeah, because it's sort of like the we that you put yeah. in the end of, the, of your poems. Yeah, but it was like a dare. No, like, I'll squeal. Oh, what happens if she squeals though? Like, will her husband hear you yeah. or something? Oh, he was in the other room. <gasps> Wait a second. Yeah, he was in the other room. Yep. So is this erotic poem about yourself? Yep. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. What? Badass. <laughs> Uh, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are early 20th century poet and playwright E.E. E. Cummings. Ah, uh, me. And American rapper and founding member of the Beastie Boys MCA. Hip-hop, hello. Uh, let's go back over to MCA for just a moment. So uh, the Beastie Boys released your, uh, your first album, Licensed to Ill, when you're 22 years old. And it, this is an incredible hip-hop album. You're talking to me. Okay. Yes. Uh, you got a very favorable review from Rolling Stones, but it was famously titled Three Idiots Create a Masterpiece. What the fuck? <laughs> so you don't remember. What the fuck? You don't remember this being the There's title? There's one idiot. Is, oh, is it Mike? Is Mike D? Mike Dingalong. Mike Dingalong. Ding, ding, ding-along. ding-along Mikey. Yeah. He Such was a, a fucking dong. idiot. So it I was the been, genius. It should have been titled One Idiot. And one two, idiot. One idiot, one normal person, and a genius. 
Okay. Create Keep a masterpiece. Mind, everyone knew I couldn't use the bathroom during this time. Mm -hmm. So I, they probably took a picture that they had to Photoshop later because I was probably covered in urine and urine feces. In feces. Yeah, yes. and I only wore white clothes back then. <laughs> so I was probably Photoshopped pretty heavily back then. Okay. So if you want to call me a fucking idiot, you got to call everyone in Brooklyn an idiot as well. That's probably what he did. He said three idiots. So he's saying like anybody that comes out of Brooklyn is an idiot. Then he should have said um, one idiot, one guy who can't pee and poo properly because the rest of Brooklyn can't pee or poo properly. And then one normal guy, if you consider smelling butts normal. Was that that's what Ad Rock would do? Yeah, he was secretly a dog. <laughs> Can you believe it? Was the first Ad-Rock a dog, or did Ad-Rock die at some point and you had to replace him with a dog? We, he's been replaced by several, several dogs. Oh, okay. We can only get adoption agencies to give us their oldest dogs. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So, you know, you rescuing the older dogs, otherwise they put them asleep. always rescued a dog that was like three months away, mm. and that was always so expensive because we would spend a lot of money just to get that extra week going. Mm, okay. You know? That makes sense. So we had one guy who was stupid. Who was this is Mike, Mike D. D. Yes. We had the other guy who was just a bunch of dogs. Ad Rock. Ad Rock. Mm -hmm. Then we had myself. Yes. Who was covered in who uh, was a genius. bodily oh, fluids. Was covered in bodily fluids. Yes. yes. Uh, to did be you... clear, the other two had this problem too. Everybody was covered in feces. Yeah, Brooklyn. Everybody in Brooklyn was covered Brooklyn. In, in pee and poop. Pee and poop. Gotcha. Uh, so uh, do you remember anything from that review? The Three Idiots Create a Masterpiece? Or is it just the title that sticks in your brain? It's, I remember at one point, uh, he brought up my mom that looked like my dad. In the review? Yeah. The He's video. like, I don't understand why in the video they would have it be a guy when the lyric clearly says, "Yeah, uh, you know, mom. your mom busts in and says, what's that noise? Yeah. Well, what's sad is that my dad also looked like my mom. So your dad looked like a woman. Yeah. And my Interesting. mom looked like my dad. You should have maybe had your dad do that part then in the video, and then it would look like a woman. No, because in the lyrics, it's my mom. That's right. And you want to be true to your lyrics, of course. Yeah. And they did have that weird... They didn't always used to be like that. Mm -hmm. They just one day switched their brains. What? Wait, your parents did a brain switch? Yeah, they did a brain switch one day. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. They peed in that fountain at the same time. <laughs> you know I mean? Let me ask you about... An early concert that you gave when you were touring yeah. with License to Ill. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a quote from Wikipedia. Sick. Uh, a controversial concert in Columbus, Georgia mm. in 1987 led to the passage of a lewdness ordinance in that city. Can you tell us to what they are referring to? What did the Beastie Boys get into in Georgia in 1987 that led to the passage of lewdness ordinance in uh, Columbus, Georgia. Well, I was a little drunk, and we usually have like a one-minute break on stage, and uh, so I was like, "Oh, I got to figure out what I have to figure out how to use the bathroom again." Mm -hmm. So I asked the audience, "Hey, I have to go use the bathroom. Can someone give me some quick pointer pointers?" <laughs> and they said, "Well, you pee out of this and you poo out of that, you know." And I said, "Pee out of what and do out of what?" And then a bunch of them started showing me what to use. <laughs> And then it was just the entire audience standing on their hands and pulling their pants down to show me. Mm -hmm. Standing yeah. on their hands? Yeah, because they wanted to show... They couldn't just, like, drop trousers. They wanted to put their genitals closer to his face so we could see what they were talking about. I was really far away from them, and I could only really see top half. So everyone just got on their hands and went 
bottomless and just showed. So at him. first, everyone was taking their pants off and being like, "Look, this is you this. pee out of this, you poop out of this." Yes. And he's like, "I can't see any of that. I can't see any of that. I can't see it. You have to get on your hand." They all could do handstands. Yeah, and they circled it. It was Georgia. <laughs> This oh. is Georgia in 1987. Everybody Georgia in 1987. Everybody could do handstands back then. Yeah. In that, in that specific place. The gymnast oh. city, for fuck's sake, you the, know? That does, yeah, that was, the, that was the motto. I remember that. The gymnast city. Let's go back to E.E. E. Cummings for just a moment. So uh, let's talk about your second wife. Uh, second wife, you, ma- you married a woman named Ann Barton. Mm. Uh, and after three years, she got a Mexican divorce. Uh, she divorced you in Mexico. But I, I, I just think it's... I don't know. I wanted to talk about the phrase Mexican divorce. Like, mm. it, it sounds like a thing, right? Like a Colombian necktie or like a violent thing or a sex thing, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a sex thing. It was a sex thing. So it wasn't a, a divorce in Mexico. It was no, a sex thing. it was a sex thing. Well, what's a Mexican divorce? Uh, just when you don't want to have sex <laughs> with your partner anymore. Mm. Mm. So if somebody, a guy or a girl, yeah. says to their partner, I don't want to have sex tonight, that's what's called a Mexican divorce. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's a little offensive if you think about it. Yeah, it is. Wow. <laughs> it's very offensive. Why'd you bring it up? I, well, I was curious. He does that sometimes. I was curious why why she had she got a Mexican divorce. And I wanted to ask you about it because we have you in the studio. But speaking of things that are offensive, you were not without controversy, E.E. E. Cummings. Oh, no. You certainly were not. I mean, besides the erotic poems, which, of course, would be very risque at the time, mm-hmm. uh, you had um, poems that people accused of being racist. Oh, no. Because you had a, a poem that you used the N-word in. Oh, uh, you said this black guy catches a star and demands that the star turn him white. Uh, wow. You also had another poem, which I found very confusing. Quote, Jesus, a tough. kike is the most dangerous machine yet invented out of a Jew, a few dead dollars, and some twisted laws. Wow. And so I want... (laughs) I suck. I am a piece of shit. Now, here's the thing. I wanted... Because I wanted to ask you. There is some... There have been some suggestions that these were not you being prejudiced, but really a comment on prejudice. Although I don't... I don't understand the interpretation of it that way. I kind of understand the uh, star thing. The star thing? Yeah, because it's like you're born in a time where nothing is going to go your way, right? Mm. And so I feel like it kind of makes sense for somebody who doesn't have the cultural knowledge of that to then say, well, probably that person would rather just be white and not have to deal with those problems anymore. Is that so. what you meant, E.E. E. Cummings? I'll take it, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to talk to you. E.E. Cummings, this is not how this works. If you get a good excuse from somebody else, you can just say, I'm going to take that excuse and have it be my thing. What did you mean in that poem? The black guy grabs the star and tells it and demands that the star make him white. Oh, man, I just, I suck. You should kick me out. You should kick me out of the room. E.E. Cummings, it's fine. It's fine if you're prejudiced so long as you are are making steps to change and to learn and to grow. Yes, yes, growing growth. Okay, Okay. well, let's also talk about the Jew poem. (laughs) A kike is the most dangerous machine as yet invented. What did you mean by that? Wait, read it again. Okay. It's kind of crazy to say. A kike is the most dangerous machine as yet invented. As yet invented. Yeah. I must have have been delirious. You just must have... Did you just not like Jewish people, E.E. Cummings? I'm growing. I'm growing. (laughs) I'm growing. MCA, what do you think E.E. Cummings meant in that poem that maybe would not be crazy offensive? Okay, so 
Was they a Jew? Because that's really hurting my ears. I don't know the saying... rest of the poem. Mm-hmm. My question is, what comes before it? Is there like, and here's what most people think, or like, you know what I mean? Mm, that's I would, true. It I'd would save both of, of these poems if, if yeah. right beforehand you had written like, I don't think this, but somebody else thinks that a Jew is the most dangerous machine as yet invented. And I want to know what that last part means, as yet invented. Like, is it is he insinuating that like? Jews were invented to do, or like are going to be invented to do that. Like, yeah, E.E. E. Cummings. What did you mean by that, E.E. E. Cummings? <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm sorry. What was that? Stop. <laughs> it really seems like these prejudices are they not standing up to scrutiny, and maybe these are things you regret writing, E.E. E. Cummings. They, they don't hold up. Just... They really don't hold up. <laughs> they don't hold up. They don't hold up. Like the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. You like yeah. it when you're a kid, but and it then, really doesn't hold up. Well, here's my thinking of this so far mm-hmm. is that the second one is just hate speech. Mm-hmm. And the first one does feel like something you would have read that just does not hold up because you quickly realize it was written by a white person who actively didn't have any of that uh, experience, mm-hmm. you know. And he didn't write that with somebody who had that experience. Yeah, I so mean, as far as I know. Kind of just making his best educated guess. Which I kind of get as another white person, you know. E.E. E. Cummings, would you like to take that explanation? Thank you, MCH. <laughs> I kind of want to, because if you're, if his intent was, if your intent was to um, make a, a a comment on bias, I then would want to read the second one because I'm like not sure what is being said, and I want to mm. just know because I get it with the first one. I've reached like a conclusion with that. And now, like, move on. But this, I'm like, I kind of want to read the second one. <laughs> well, maybe we can well, get together after and we go over the poems. Maybe, and maybe like, fix it. Them and, yeah, and maybe fix and it fix so them. it's not crazy like, offensive. Wanna, do you want to do that? We sure, can I'll fix it. You can beat a music. Yeah. yeah it'd be fun. Okay. Yeah. You guys, we'll can, do one your, yeah, you guys yeah. can do one of your favorite poem raps yeah. like yeah. you did earlier. Yeah. You say it. I repeat it. But let's life. not say it again. Let's not say what we <laughs> no, said already. It's been said too many times already on this radio show. It's done. We have very little amount of time left, so I'm going to finish with a question for you, MCA. Mm-hmm. Uh, as hip-hop pioneers, you and the Beasts of Boys were at the forefront of the sampling movement. Uh, and in 2003, you were involved in a landmark sampling trial, right. uh, the case of Newton v. Diamond, uh, defending your use of a six-second sample in one of your songs, Pass the Mic. Do you remember this case at all? Yeah, I do remember this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and tell us all about it. Well... I wanted to steal people's music because I didn't want to write that much of the music anymore. Really? So I would find parts of the music that I liked a lot and that got me creatively uh, happy. And so But I, obviously this is what you told the judge, right? You didn't Yeah, say I told to... this for the judge word for word. But you won the case though. Yeah. So what did the judge say? He was he like said, fair enough. He's like, I get it. I don't want to write a song either. It's a lot easier yeah. to take them. You know, that's why it is so, to write them. Yeah. So that's what I said to the judge. I then rolled up my shirt. Ooh. Oh no! <laughs> to reveal a Brooklyn tattoo. Oh, and where was it? Rolled up. It was on my tummy. Okay, right underneath my butthole. And <laughs> I he then revealed his <laughs> bro, and he revealed a Brooklyn tattoo. Oh, so you're both from Brooklyn. We're both from Brooklyn. You, I'm assuming you're both to, what? covered in feces, also, because nobody in Brooklyn has learned how to Shit. use the toilet yeah, yet, right? I was I was 27, and I was about to figure it out. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, that definitely lines up chronologically. Yeah. 
Uh, unfortunately, I, that is what were you gonna say? MCA. That was it. Okay, good. So that's all the time that we have for this episode of Famous Dead People. I would like to thank my guests, MCA and E. Cummings, for joining me in the studio today. And uh, we're really gonna fix some of those offensive poems here, E. Cummings. Please, Don't you worry about it. Please. Uh, so one final question: Do either of you have any comedy shows or comedians that you're really big fans of that you want to talk about? Uh, e. Cummings, anything you want to tell people mm. about? Uh, I like the Armando Diaz experience at Magnet Theater, 7.30 p.m. on Saturdays. Mm. And there's also this dance show I like that infuses comedy and dance called Technique that will be at some point. Go check that out. <laughs> and uh, MCA, anything you want to tell people about? Uh, yeah, I know this guy, Pat May, who does video, who plays video games and does <laughs> improv at the same time. And uh, he has a YouTube channel that's pretty fucking funny if you want to look up. Video games improv, all one word. Video games improv. Uh, it'll pop up, and it's a great show with uh, Suleiman Beg, who's been on the program. Yeah, Sully Sully is really great. Yeah. Uh, I will try to link to all those things in the podcast description. So if you're listening to this on the radio, find the podcast. All the old episodes are there. Rate and review. Uh, check out my stuff at jaredbarnstein.com. Buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm going to have some videos coming out soon. If you have any questions you'd like to ask your favorite dead per person, please email that to us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. E.E. Cummings, a poet. What does E.E. stand for? Um... Edward, I think. Edward mm -hmm. something. I have it written down. Here. I thought you said N word, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no.